0: Are back, and I say we because Brad Bannon, my co-host every Friday here on The Only True Democracy and Talk Radio, is in the house. And he's going to be here this and next hour. Hey, Brad, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Brad, by the way, runs Bannon Communications Research, a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. Hey, Brad, happy Friday. Good to have you co-hosting with me as always.
1: Happy Friday, to you, and uh, I want to if- wish you a pleasure uh preemptive uh, halloween well good halloween you gonna take the kids out
0: um yes we are but it's different you know than you know when i grew up you went around in your neighborhood and you said trick-or-treat everybody was home everybody gave you candy and in my neighborhood there were two reasons kids can't go out one, I live in a gated community yeah. at the base of a mountain with no street lights and we have things like bears and mountain lions. So, I my, so the, the animals might go out trick-or-treating and want to <laughs> eat us as a little snack. Um, yeah, seriously, I mean, you see people at night walking around our neighborhood, and some of them all have baseball bats, um, and I don't blame them. But, you know, when people are like, you know, you know, taking a walk after dinner, not in my neighborhood if it's dark. Uh, but the other reason, though, is uh, most of our neighbors have their lights off. And unfortunately, I, I just don't have the friendliest neighbors, um, not, not friendly or kid-friendly. So uh, what we do is we take our kids out. They had a thing at school today, and tonight we're doing a little thing. And they, they have things like at the malls and sections throughout Los Angeles where uh, retail establishments – you know, have candy, and it's a good way to get the parents in the door, and they hope they'll buy something. And I'm not dressing up. Just my kids. My, my daughter is a monster <laughs> high girl, and my son is a If you did go coward, out and
1: dress up, what would you who would you dress up as?
0: A liberal. I'd be scary to every Republican. <laughs> no. Um, uh, what would I dress up as? I, you know, I don't know. I would probably go to the costume shop and, you know, pick something. Uh, Definitely not any of the sexy uh, nurse stuff. But we're going to talk next hour about Halloween and costumes, Brad. So hold that thought. Let's talk politics in this hour before we talk pottying in uh, in the next hour. Um, We uh, obviously talk about the presidential candidates. And, you know, people forget that in the next election, there are also state seats up for grabs, and the gubernatorial seats are the biggest seats up for grabs, you know, on a local state level. Obviously, there are congressional seats as well. Um, But the GOP is eyeing a red state, once again, Kentucky. And um, and they're eyeing the governorship, but their candidate is actually making them sweat, correct? And, and tell us why.
1: Yeah, the uh, the Republican candidate for governor in Kentucky is a guy named uh, Matt Bevins. Uh, now, two years ago, uh, he ran in the U.S. Senate primary against Mitch McConnell, Uh, Because he believed that Mitch McConnell was too liberal, if you can get that. Uh, So uh, Bevins is a self-funded Tea Party type, uh, and uh, he uh, uh, is—he, you know. Kentucky is an interesting state. It is a red state. It votes red in presidential elections. But in the last 44 years, the Republicans have only had the uh, governor's mansion for four years. So essentially they vote for Republican presidents and Democratic governors. And Devin's problem is he's so far to the right, uh, he's even making uh, people in Kentucky nervous uh, so uh, that will be that the race is interesting, not for the presidential race next year, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in a battle between a moderate Democrat and a Tea Party Republican. Uh, well, hold that thought, parties- Brad.
0: Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about that. Also, talk about. Why does it freak the GOP out? But people are going to forget Tea Party's even to the right of most GOPers. We'll be back with Brad Bannon, my co host this Friday, right after this, talking about some different aspects of the political landscape coming up, one of which state elections, like governor. Let's look at Kentucky. We'll be back. me talk about superbeats, the circulation superfood that I drink every day. Well, I don't want to just be the only one to tell you about it, so let me tell you some things that I have heard. Now, on Twitter, we had Tommy from Michigan say, I now – I can hear you guys, by the way – Tommy from Michigan said, Leslie, I tried it because of the money-back guarantee. I don't need my money back. It really does work. We also – had Rita on Twitter that said, I can't believe it. You were right. In 20 minutes, more energy. Been there, done that, getting more. Another, Maria on Twitter, said she has placed a third order. And another on Facebook has written, Peter, he said, Leslie, I didn't believe you. But now I'm a believer. So all these people are talking about Superbeets makes a difference in their life and how it's time for you to try your first canister because you get that extra month free. You get so much stuff free that I'm going to tell you about in just a second. Superbeets loaded with vegetable dietary nitrates that boost nitric oxide levels in your body. And that is what gives you that increase in energy. It equals that increase in energy and stamina. And you don't have to take stimulants, which is better for your body. Dietary nitrates are incredible. They support Healthy blood pressure as well. So what's holding you back? Super Beats now comes in black cherry flavor now as well if you say, well, I wasn't sure I'd like the taste. Black cherry? Hello? Who doesn't like that? Anyway, I feel so confident offering this to you because I take it every day. Other people are digging Super Beats. It's my new favorite product and theirs as well. Why don't you try over the next few weeks, if you log on to leslielovesbeats.com, click the order button next to my picture. You will get from the great folks at Super Beats with any order you place one free Super Beats canister, and you might say, oh, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It's an extra 30-day supply, a free Beat the Odds book, free shipping and handling. That's awesome. But call now. This is only for a few weeks. So remember, go to leslielovesbeats.com today. Click the order button next to my picture before it all ends. That's Leslie Lovesbeats.com or call eight hundred three zero five six zero one one. Again that number eight hundred three zero five six zero one. Let's go back to Brad Bannon, my buddy, and partner in crime every Friday, my co-host here on the Only True Democracy in Talk Radio, president and CEO of Bannon Communications Research, a talk show host as well, and co-host here every Friday. Uh, Brad, thanks for holding welcome back. Brad was talking about how there is a Tea Party right of the right a right of, uh, you know, makes Mitch McConnell look like a a liberal uh, Republican in Kentucky. And uh, the GOP definitely is looking at and eyeing the Kentucky governorship. Uh, Why is this candidate making the GOP sweat? Kentucky's a very conservative state. Or has Kentucky become a bit more purple over the years?
1: Well, I think think it's Devin is so right-wing extremist, he makes conservatives, uh, moderate conservatives in Kentucky, nervous. You know, let me give you a good example. Uh, Earlier this week, uh, Gallup released a new national survey, and they showed uh, that only 17 percent of Americans identified themselves uh, as Tea Parties, which is it's ever been uh, since Gallup started asking about the uh, Tea Party back in 2009. Uh, so they're hurting. And I think the reason they're hurting is you have candidates like uh, Devin and some of their candidates in the presidential race, like uh, Huckabee and, and uh Trump and Carson, uh, way out to the right, uh, they're making uh, the Republicans look bad, essentially. And I think that's what happens in Bevin's uh, in Kentucky. Now, if Bevin's loses that race, it will be just another sign uh, that the Tea Party um, is heading down the toilet. And
0: I, I'm glad, if you want to expand on that, I think you kind of just answered my next question, which was going to be, our liberal audience might say, why do I care about a GOP gubernatorial candidate, although we do have you know, conservatives listening as well. But there are a lot of people who might say, well, I don't live in Kentucky, why should I care? Why should people care about what happens in the Kentucky gubernatorial race, and specifically with this guy being Tea Party-backed?
1: again, what you have in Kentucky is a classic battle uh, between a moderate Democrat, who I think is the state attorney general, uh, named Conway, I think, uh, running against an extreme Tea Party. And if, you know, if, if Bevins won, uh, beat this moderate Democrat, uh, that would be a sign that the Tea Party nationally still has some life. Uh, but if a Tea Party candidate can't win in a state that always votes red in presidential elections, um, it will be one more sign uh, that the Tea Party's in big trouble.
0: And losing uh, its strength, momentum, and losing ground. Uh, let's go from Kentucky uh, to a different state, New Jersey. There are big, big dollars being spent by independents in the assembly races in New Jersey. Tell us about this and, and tell us why.
1: Well, uh, Democrats and liberal groups are making a big push in the New Jersey state legislative races, which happened on Tuesday. Uh, And the reason they are uh, is because they feel they have an opportunity to build a big majority in the state Senate and the state assembly. And one of the reasons they feel that uh, is that uh, only about one in three New Jerseyans think that Chris Christie is doing a good job as governor. Uh, So it looks like it's ripe for a Democratic takeover. uh, And uh, that's why Democratic and liberal groups are pouring money into the assembly races. Now, the other reason they're pouring money into the assembly races is that Democrats have, are looking forward to 2020 when we will have redistricting and the state legislatures will redraw the congressional map. And Republicans did a very good job of this before 2010, building up a, le- a state legislative ma- a majority in a lot of states. Uh, and they were able to draw the congressional maps in 2010 to favor Republican candidates, which is one reason why they're in the majority in the House now. The Democrats are trying to do the same thing here in New Jersey uh, and in Virginia, which ho- also holds this state legislative elections on Tuesday.
0: Um, also, uh, let's talk about why this spending now, because they say that there was actually higher spending technically in 2013. But on a percentage basis, it's having a bigger impact on this year's elections in the state legislative races in New Jersey. Why is that? Uh,
1: well, uh, it, it part of it is is that independent groups are becoming more and more important every time we have an election. Um, you know, a good example at the presidential level of Jeb Bush's campaign, Jeb Bush's actual campaign doesn't really have much money. But if you look at the Bush super PAC, it's loaded with dollars. And that's the thing right now is to run campaigns through a super PAC uh, because you don't have to report uh, how much money you get from uh, which persons. Uh, So spending is moving away from the actual campaigns to the super PACs, and you're going to see that at the presidential level uh, too.
0: Okay. And so, so, so what would you say before we move on? If we look at Kentucky, with regard to what's happening with the Tea Party, New Jersey, with what's happening with money, and specifically the group that's coming, you know, from, can we connect the two in, in you know, a manner of speaking, and you know, come up with a possible conclusion as to where the nation is headed, state by state, based on that?
1: Well. I think you certainly can in Kentucky. Now, New Jersey is a pretty safely blue state in presidential elections, so that might not have implications. But Kentucky, I think you have a classic high-profile battle uh, between uh, involving a Tea Party Republican. Uh, and I think the Republicans are killing themselves by nominating uh, Tea Party candidates like Bevins. And, again, I think if uh, Bevins loses – uh, it's a sign that the Republicans are going to have to find a way to move to the middle. Um, otherwise, they'll get killed in the presidential election next year. Now, Virginia uh, is a swing state. Uh, it could go either way in the presidential election. So if the Democrats do well in the uh, legislative races in Virginia, that could be a sign that uh, Democrats will be able to hold uh, Virginia in the blue column uh right now all the state officials virginia used to be a strong republican state but right now all the, the governor the lieutenant governor the attorney general the two u.s senators are all democrats and to win a presidential race we need to keep virginia and we may have a good sign on how democrats stand come tuesday night
0: let's talk about the debate but before we do You always are a great predictor and always accurate, even when I don't want you to be or when we disagree. Is there any way Hillary Rodham Clinton will not be the Democratic nominee?
1: Uh, You know, I never say never, but Hillary Clinton is in a very good position right now. Uh, She has, you know, a a month ago, uh, her lead against Bernie Sanders was narrowing. The Clinton people were very worried. Uh, but she's back on top now. Uh, she's essentially, uh, you know, polls showed that Sanders was ahead a month ago in Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, now uh, Clinton's ahead in Iowa, and she's close to Sanders in New Hampshire. And three things happened which uh, helped Hillary uh, and hurt Bernie. Uh, first, uh, most voters, according to polls, uh Think that uh, Clinton won the Democratic debate by a knockout. It's interesting, uh, because
0: I the day was after, everybody's saying Bernie won in the polls, and the media was reporting Hillary won.
1: Well, so there's a difference
0: between, between online, polls the the online
1: polls and the online polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem with the online polls is those aren't voter polls. Um, if you look at the national voter polls, they showed Hillary winning uh, the debate big time, and,
0: and, that's what and, comes, and she flipped really. some people or got some people to commit that you know weren't sure about that. Because because of time, I want to get through some of this. I was looking at something yesterday with the amount of delegates. I mean, say she's the nominee. Excuse me, with the number of votes that she would have in the Electoral College versus any Republican right now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but she she. She'd have to work hard to screw this up. I mean, if she becomes a nominee, she's got a really good shot at being president, a very good shot, I mean, just numbers-wise.
1: Well, yeah, the Democrats have a natural advantage in a presidential race in the same way that Republicans have a natural advantage in off-year races. In presidential election years, the turnout is very high, which brings young people into the electorate, uh, brings Latinos and blacks into the electorate, uh, and those are the people who elected, voted, and got Barack Obama to the White House twice. Uh, The Obama campaign calls them the ascendant majority. uh, And the ascendant majority votes in uh, presidential election years, which is why the Democrat Hillary Clinton has a big advantage, but they don't vote in uh, an odd number in the even uh, the off-year elections, uh, which is why Republicans have an advantage there. But the national landscape favors the Democratic candidate.
0: Let's talk about the debate. Who, in your opinion, won that?
1: The Republican.
0: Uh, The Republican uh, debate.
1: I think uh, that the two candidates who came out well um, of uh, were Marco Rubio, who uh, made a strong impression, uh, and also Ted Cruz, and mainly because Cruz is a very good debater. He was on his debate team when he went to Harvard, uh, and he's very skilled debater, and it showed the other night. Uh, it's who lost the debate, uh, and that was, uh, that was uh, Jeb Bush. I think we should send uh, Jeb Bush a carton of energy drinks. Um, <laughs> he was awful, and I think the Bush campaign is floundering, and he was clearly the big loser because I think people, are, uh, Republicans in Washington, are starting to give up on him.
0: Let's talk about the Republicans now, looking at all of them. The polls show Trump number one, Carson number two. Some polls show Carson number one, Trump number two. let First of all, if you had to predict, will Carson or Trump be the Republican nominee?
1: Uh, no, uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Trump had a big run, a uh, g- real good run in the summer. But then people started taking a closer look and found they really couldn't seriously imagine uh, – Donald Trump being president of the United States and sitting in the Oval Office. No, no, Brad, way, Brad, we,
0: do you think he's serious or do you think he finds it a kick in the pants?
1: Uh, I don't think – I think this – you know, when all said and done, this is a giant publicity campaign for the Donald. I don't think he's going to be president, uh, but I think he's going to have uh, be the king of uh, entertainment media uh, because of his high profile.
0: Okay, so you're saying there's, there's no way. But I don't think
1: so. I, hypoth- I
0: think- Hypothetically, if Trump were the nominee, can Hillary beat him? And I know you may say, oh, yeah, easy, hands down. But he does appeal to a certain segment of the population, and that celebrity can go a long way, as we saw here in California with Arnold Schwarzenegger years ago. who became our
1: governor with no experience. Uh, well, yes. Uh, but the problem is, if you look at uh, Trump's poll, national poll numbers, he is very popular with Republicans. And he is not surprisingly very unpopular with Democrats. But what hurts Trumps is that the moderate voters in the middle who will decide who the next president is, and they dislike Trump a lot, which is why I don't think he can be elected president even if he won the GOP nomination.
0: What about Ben Carson? A lot of Republicans like him. Is he too conservative for a general election, much like some people say Bernie's too liberal for a general election? And honestly, could America vote to African Americans into office back to back to be honest.
1: Well, I think I don't think Carson will be president either and I think he's just too conservative and too right- wing for the moderate voters. If you look at Carson's national voters you see the same thing you saw for Trump. Republicans love him. Democrats hate him and moderates distrust him and you can't win a presidential election without winning the moderates. And, and
0: even Carson even black voters hate him, correct? That. Black voters are, do not like him as well.
1: No, they don't.
0: Okay. Lastly, because we got to take a break, very quick, sentence or two. Okay, or just the name. Who is Hillary's biggest threat on, on the right? Is it Marco Rubio?
1: Yes, I think it's Marco Rubio. He's young. He's attractive. Uh, I would, if I was Hillary Clinton, I'd worry most about Rubio. And he could win the nomination. He's starting to pick up some steam.
0: I don't think he'll get the Latinos to come out necessarily
1: no I don't they love
0: Hillary they love Hillary man
1: yes they do yeah Um, but I think he's the most formidable Republican candidate if he can get the nomination
0: so we want to root for the Donald or Ben basically